0: William Faulkner once said, It's a shame that the only thing a man can do for eight hours is work. He can't eat for eight hours. He can't drink for eight hours. He can't make love for eight hours. The only thing a man can do for eight hours a day is work. William Faulkner unfortunately died in 1962, years before video games would take over pop culture. And so he would never know our gaming hobby that would make it possible for a man to spend eight hours and then some doing anything but work. But in the case of today's games, perhaps... Perhaps man can be found doing both. The Roller Coaster Tycoon series consists of a number of simulation video games about building and managing your very own amusement park. As a theme park manager, you build rides, set prices on refreshments, hire staff, and start marketing campaigns, among other things. All things that sound more like work than playing a video game. And yet... The Roller Coaster Tycoon series is loved by many, many gamers who have spent hundreds of hours managing their parks. Why, then, isn't it work? Why isn't managing a theme park a chore? We ask ourselves just that, as we discuss what makes simulation and other quote-unquote working video games feel anything but work, as we talk about Roller Coaster Tycoon during today's trip down memory card lane. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I trust that you're all being kind to one another, and that's good enough for me. Hello and welcome to our Video Game Nostalgia podcast, a trip down memory card lane, where we sit down and, as I've been told, use classic games as an excuse to talk about whatever the hell we damn well please. And I think that's the way it should be. I don't know, we'll see what happens today. Maybe it'll be a little different, maybe it won't. Jerry's still out on that one. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Remotely, from a thousand miles away, because that's about as close as we can stand to be to one another. That's right, isn't it? Sure. (laughs) And there he is. My brother from the exact same mother, Rob Kasson. Rob, how you doing today?
1: I'm doing well, Dave. Can't complain too much, although I do have to say our sister is a little bummed because some jerk decided to steal one of her favorite Halloween decorations today. Well, Seriously? over the weekend, yeah, it was this little projector that did uh lightning and could play thunder. It's you know it wasn't the most expensive thing, but it was really cool. first time she'd ever put it out, and some jerk over the weekend decided they liked it too, so at least we know that she has good taste in decorations now.
0: I put a Halloween decoration on the house today. I did We have blinking green eyes on the outside of our house. no other decorations, just blinking green eyes. I don't i i may I was going to,
1: to say out. Dave. Not cleaning the spider webs from the gutters doesn't constitute decorations.
0: <laughs> it's, well, I mean, people just think it's because of Halloween right now, so I'm kind of getting away with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know what, though? Let's be honest. In order to have problems with your gutters, you have to have trees. And because we have hurricanes blow through here all the time, we don't have trees. Therefore, no leaves. Well, leaves don't fall in the south anyways, so they just wither up.
1: Well... You don't normally have trees, but after the hurricane, you may have one or two.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Very, very good. So, hey, Rob, did you know that today is our lucky number seven episode? I did not. Well, I'm telling you, lucky number seven. Let's hope that it brings us some good fortune. And speaking of fortune, today we're going to be talking about a mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. money making simulator. Hmm. 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 Money making money. I making. like the
1: sound of that.
0: Well, it's not real money. It it it's literally like ten, ten steps below Monopoly money. I mean, like literally, it's not even physical money. It's just numbers. So even the
1: premise of making money is enough for me these days, Dave.
0: Well, you know, funny you should say that because that's one thing we're going to be talking about. Get a little bit ahead of myself, but you know, is making money even if it's in the course of a video game fun? We shall see. Today we're going to be talking about roller. Coaster Tycoon Two, Rob, are you familiar with the roller coaster tycoon series?
1: I've definitely played them once or twice, which one? I got started with two, but most of my time was probably spent on three, and then I did do a short stint on the uh mobile phone version, but Ugh. very short stint Yeah, very those short
0: are... back in two thousand two, which is the year I graduated from high school Ugh. old i <laughs> Well, to be fair, this came out in October 2002. I would have been in college at that point, so still old. But You're not helping point. your case. Yeah. Roller Coaster Tycoon 2 came out back in 1999. Roller Coaster Tycoon 1 came out. That was March. But, of course, the games are all bundled together nowadays as Roller Coaster Tycoon Classic. So we're going to kind of talk about the, the, the group of the classics 1 and 2 all together as classic. Rob, what, what, uh, what do you remember about Roller Coaster Tycoon? Tell me about it.
1: I remember mainly spending a ton of money terraforming. I always wanted everything to be flat. I didn't like working with bumps and curves and mountains. I thought it was too difficult. I wanted a nice flat, plain area to start with. And then I would just try and make the biggest roller coasters I could. I didn't really know a whole lot about how to make them work and how to make them fun and exciting and I just know they were really big and everyone always got off and puking. So I was excited about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, re- I remember vomit everywhere. For those of you that don't know Roller Coaster Tycoon, basically you're given control over an amusement park and you're tasked with managing it, improving its value, attracting more guests, or, or making it a five-star park. You know, uh, as Rob mentioned, you you terraform or modify terrain you add footpaths, you put down decorations, you put down food and drink stalls, bathrooms, you build rides, you build attractions. Basically, you know, you you, you do all this. You hire staff, you start marketing campaigns, you research to unlock new stuff. Uh, you just manage a park. I, I, that Anything I'm missing, Rob?
1: Not off the top of my head, Dave.
0: Yeah, I think that's about everything. I mean, it'll come to us as we go along. Roller Coaster Tycoon was developed by Chris Sawyer. He did a bunch of the Tycoon series, like Transport Tycoon. He also made the Elite Dangerous series and uh, Chris Sawyer's Locomotion. Robert, you did
1: you say Elite Dangerous?
0: He did the Elite series, yep. Really? Yep, 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 yep. yep
1: That's incredible. Sure. I have not yet played that, but as someone who's recently started to get into space sim and flight sim, that is definitely one of the highly recommended games. So hearing that the developer of a game I already love and cherish has also developed this other game that I'm looking to begin, that's actually really exciting.
0: Well, I'm not sure, honestly, if he was involved in Elite Dangerous, but he did do the first couple. He did Elite, and he did Front Elite Plus, and he did Frontier Elite 2. And if I'm not mistaken, Elite Dangerous went to a different developer and company, but he definitely was involved in the origins of the Elite series. Um, Elite, of course, is a space trading video game that uh, has definitely, I mean, Elite has served as the the model for Wing Commander, for Grand Theft Auto, for EVE Online, the X-Series, even No Man's Sky, which I'm playing right now. Yeah, so you kind of have all that. It's got a, he may have started it, but now it has a a, a legacy. Definitely started the legacy. But yes. Absolutely. Uh, so Chris Sawyer wrote Roller Coaster Tycoon 1 and 2. We're going to get dorky on you for a second. Roller Coaster Tycoon 1 and 2 were written entirely in assembly language, Rob. Entirely in assembly.
1: That's horrible. That I mean, is, that I know, is right? horrendous. Just the thought of that makes me want to vomit. <laughs>
0: assembly and 1% C to port it to Windows.
1: (laughs) You're telling me that someone spent this much time using assembly language to create a video game. I just just the thought of assembly language, the hours I spent trying to understand it in college. Just I can't imagine an entire game. I'm
0: I'm telling you, he wrote it. 99% assembly. But you know what? If you're brought up in that and that's what you know Assembly is pure. I mean, it must have been had to be incredibly easy to port it everywhere because you didn't have to you already had it in its raw form and you could just rewrite the little bit of C to port it from here and there. I guess you could say, you know what I mean? I just, wow. I cannot imagine. I know, I know. He wrote the whole thing in, in x86 assembly language, which is nuts. So, you know, like all games that we talk about the Roller Coaster Tycoon series, it always hits on nostalgic notes. You know, that's, when we talk about these games, there's usually over and over and over people that will say, you know, things like, oh, this was, I remember playing this back when, and yada yada yada. You know what I mean? I I, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know about you, but I certainly feel that way. I mean, this is, I remember the first Roller Coaster Tycoon back in 99 being so excited to sit down and make the most ridiculous roller coasters I possibly could.
1: Oh, yeah, actually. I mean, honestly, it's most of the time when I was playing the game, I was just trying to make the biggest, fastest roller coaster I could. I didn't know there was other avenues of the game you were supposed to do at the time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know, like actually running a roller, a, a, a whole theme park. It's not just a roller coaster simulator. There were games, there actually was, wasn't there a game called Roller Coaster Simulator? I remember a game And I can't think of its name right now, but I was so excited for it. And literally, it's the whole game was designing a roller coaster, and then the draw to it was getting to ride it in 3D, like in first-person 3D. And back then, that was such a novel concept that it was the coolest thing ever, and I was so excited for it. And I can't remember what it was. Maybe SimCoast? No, it wasn't SimCoaster. I don't know. It was just, that was literally all the game was, was making a roller coaster. Someone's going to I get corrected on our Discord now. Apparently, when I talked about Civilization, instead of saying 4X, I kept saying four times. So I got my my butt chewed out for that. So that was cool. But I'm sure someone's going to know that game. Someone's going to know that game, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely don't ask me, because the only thing even remotely close that I know about some kind of roller coaster simulator is the fact that in Roller Coaster Tycoon 3, you could sit in the roller coasters and follow it around the track.
0: Yeah, there, well, there was a game before that that was just literally just building roller coasters and riding them. And it, it that was the whole game. So we're talking about the nostalgia. And when I do my research, I, I look for reviews. This one, it's so easy to find a, a ton of of people that, that kind of agree about the nostalgia part. I went to the Roller Coaster Tycoon website. And literally on the forums, one of the first topics, there's a a, a topic about Roller Coaster Tycoon. And One user writes that Roller Coaster Tycoon was a major part of his childhood. It was easily the first game he was ever truly addicted to. And he still remembers being around five years old and being so excited that the log flume was finally going to be researched so that he could build his park. (laughs) Do you you remember being so excited every time you researched a new anything in, in Roller Coaster Tycoon? I thought that was the coolest thing to get new rides, you know?
1: You know, I don't really remember getting too excited about it. But at the same time, I was really focused on roller coasters.
0: <laughs>
1: so not much else was catching my attention. It yeah. was mostly, how else can I keep the income flowing to build bigger and faster?
0: Yeah, right on, right on. Well, you know, I'm going to shamelessly plug us a little bit, because while I was looking at Steam reviews, it was reezy, really reezy. It was reezy easy. It breezy. was really, I know, right? It was breezy easy to find reviews that uh, talked about trip down memory memory not memory card lane now i want to say it each time it's memory card lane we're going to change the lexicon ladies and gentlemen no more trip down memory lane trip down memory card lane you heard it here first anyways nastkiller168 on steam wrote for me this is the ultimate trip down memory lane i played this endlessly as a kid and booting it up now feels just as amazing as it did back then while igrog on steam wrote ah another game from memory lane I remember playing this game from a burned copy my uncle made for my bro on his Windows 98 PC many years ago. It's just as I remember playing it as a child. Rob, have you ever had the pleasure of playing a burned copy of a game?
1: I've definitely watched burned movies, but I can't think of a burned game. I do know that later in life, I did have a cartridge with games on it. and emulators but never a disc copy of a burned game
0: well once upon a time we didn't have uh what's that called were they emulator have, no the protections on the game nowadays piracy no it's the three letter word that they use to, to uh to not let people KKK? no man no what the fuck kkk <laughs> god damn Uh, No, what what do they call it when they lock down a game so you can't share it with things? And it creates a problem. DRM, Digital Resource Management. DRM, that's the word I'm looking for. There was once upon a time when games did not have DRM, when they didn't have anti-cheat, when they didn't have serial numbers or activation codes, when all you had was a disk that you could plug into your computer and you could install it. Not amazing.
1: Yeah, that is pretty interesting.
0: I know. So for all you young whippersnappers mm. out there, no, it wasn't Those always days like. that. <laughs> no, it was pretty cool. You could take your disk everywhere and install it on like ten computers. Which is exactly oh no, yeah,
1: like... it's it would be exactly. much more fun that way. I know.
0: Which is exactly why they put the way it is, because now you can't do that and you have to buy ten copies. But it wasn't always like that.
1: I mean, Dave, you hit. You made a good point though. You wouldn't be like that these days, mostly because most people don't even have CD drives.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a true statement. I don't think I'm going to put one on the next computer I build. I, I tell do you not me. have one on mine. I couldn't even tell you the last time I, I used it to drive on my computer. I think we've already talked about this on an episode, but I couldn't tell Possibly. you the last time. One of the things that I think fascinates me so much about a game like this is that people are still revisiting it, you know, some... I don't even want to think about how long I've been graduated from school. So we're not going to give it a number. But that many years later, we're all adult, you know, and then some, even though we could argue as an adult back then. And now when we go back and play games like this, I would argue that we have vastly different experiences than we did back then. Would you agree?
1: Absolutely. I would agree to that. I know that with this game, I recently revisited it. And for the first time, I actually was going through the scenarios and trying to work on creating a better park and not just the better roller coaster. I actually understood that there was more to the game and it was kind of interesting. It made me kind of want to go back and play a lot of different games that I grew up playing to see how different it was from when I was younger.
0: Well, as I was going through things, I would say that you've had a similar experience that a lot of other gamers have had here on steam official aaron writes i played this game as a kid but i didn't realize how deep and intuitive it was until i had graduated college on the same note is tree at 23 on steam reviewed game and wrote i love how it makes me feel like a kid again now that i'm playing in my 30s it's such a much different journey that also feels similarly at home so you and many other people you said it best right when you're young, all you want to do is be the goofy stuff, right? You want to make roller coasters, and, and you want to make those roller coasters fly off the track, and you, you want to make people vomit when it gets off the track, and, and then you, you don't clean up the vomit, so other people vomit, and you're sitting there giggling and laughing your ass off because there's vomit all over your park. All All things you've probably done before.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Those <laughs> all sound exactly like <laughs> my childhood. Right. I mean, not to say I still didn't have a little fun while playing it recently, but Definitely focused a lot more on the serious aspects.
0: Right, absolutely. But now as an adult, you know, not that it's not fun doing any of that, but you have a better grasp on everything else or can better understand everything else. So now you're going to play it as a game game, and and that's when you start to realize the depth to it as a management simulator. Is that fair?
1: Yes, that is absolutely a good, accurate description of the scenario.
0: And I I think that the same can be said for a lot of games that, we probably are going to be talking about or have talked about, you know, I it's hard sometimes to have this discussion, right? Because when we talk about games, like when we talked about Civ, inevitably it devolved into a conversation or not devolved, evolved into a conversation about modern Civ, right? Right. And the modern Civ is way more complex than the original Civilization. So, for instance, Nowadays, this genre of games has evolved into Planet Coaster. Rob, do you have any familiarity with Planet Coaster?
1: I've heard of it, but I've never played it.
0: Gotcha. So Planet Coaster is a modern theme park management game, which I would argue it's in the same vein, right? You're managing a theme park. It's more geared around the design aspect, for sure, where you can you know, put down the coaster parts and put down individual pieces and you can trigger fireworks when a, a a car goes past a different part or water or animatronics or it's definitely more about designing the rides than anything it doesn't have the depth of management that this classic game has but the point is is that it's hard to sometimes remove new games from the conversation because the genre has evolved and our familiarity nowadays is with the new game but you know back in back here Unlike Civilization, which was a really simple version compared to the new one, I would argue that Roller Coaster Tycoon is actually more complex than a lot of its modern equivalent. Yes, that's where I was going with that, I promise. It was a really roundabout way to get there. Like, we just went on a roller coaster ride, ladies and gentlemen, but that's where we were ending up, promise. What do you think? That was a lot, yeah, but I, know, I have I to
1: agree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I don't know too much about the early Civ games, so I can't speak to those. But with Roller Coaster Tycoon, I can say that I would have to agree.
0: Well, let's look at other games then. Recently, you and I had a conversation about the 3D Mario compilation, right? You, you could argue that the early Mario is a lot more simple than the modern Marios, right?
1: I struggle a lot more with the classics.
0: <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Totally different style of gameplay, different muscle memory. You know, we talked about muscle memory last week. I can't stand the original Dark Souls. You said you've never even gotten through it, but you've put hundred of hours into Dark Souls Three. So I think that's a fair assessment too—that the you know there's a difference in the modern equivalents in the original. Right. Agreed. Right. Right. I think that if we sat here and we really put our heads to it, there are tons and tons and tons of different examples. Hell, Microsoft Flight Simulator—the new Flight Sim, the twenty twenty Flight Sim—is a absolute marvel of modern technology it's a far cry from the wireframe graphics that we had in the beginning of that series i don't really know what i was expecting from you there
1: <laughs> I yeah i hadn't played a whole lot of the original though i will say that the new one is phenomenal although as we were talking prior to this i am a little bummed that all the joysticks are sold out right now stop buying them people the rest <laughs> of us want some too
0: i'm going on about can you think of any examples i i realize that sometimes when we have these conversations we're in a very different place my my gaming history goes back a little bit further but can you think of examples where the, the the series have evolved very much so i don't feel like i'm the only one who feels this way man you always put me in a spot with questions like this that i'm terrible at i know i'm so good at i'm so good at it
1: all right well, look at the evolution of the Battlefield series.
0: I would argue that that whole series has gotten more complex. Uh, Battlefield, Call of Duty, Medal of Honor. You know, Call of Duty, there wasn't even a multiplayer aspect of the first Call of Duty, if, if I remember correctly. And now no one even gives two shits about the single player aspect of Call of Duty. Do you what? care anymore? No. Do any of us care?
1: I mean, I personally do enjoy the story modes, but I'm also awful at being a multiplayer. With those kind of games, I'm not the best shot, so it's a lot easier for me to get kills.
0: I like reliving history, so I'm kind of looking forward to a uh, second rate Ronald Reagan and the new uh, Cold War Call of Duty.
1: That will be exciting. <laughs> and you know, back on the evolution with Battlefield 2, you look at the fact that the original games were very much similar to Call of Duty and Medal of Honor, but with at least to start a bad company, you have the environment that could actually be destroyed around you. So it added a deeper element to the games as well, because you were actually altering the environment through your actions. You could actually destroy buildings and bridges and change the layout and change the tide of battle through those extra mechanics, which was really cool to be able to do.
0: Yeah. They started adding
1: to that complexity.
0: They started that with what, Battlefield Bad Company?
1: It was either Bad Company or Bad Company 2. I forget which.
0: Yeah, that's a very good point. While we're talking about a nostalgic feel, did you know that many, many people got Roller Coaster Tycoon 1 and or 2 from cereal boxes?
1: W- video games out of cereal boxes?
0: See? That's what I'm saying. So I'm going to assume that you've never had the pleasure of... Getting a video game out of a cereal box.
1: No, I mean I've gotten like plastic toy rings and stuff, but never a freaking video game. Seriously? That was a thing.
0: That that was that was a thing. That was absolutely a thing. If you look at the Steam reviews, there's a ton of people that are that that reference this. Zeta Zeta wrote, I got this out of a box of Lucky Charms 10 out of 10. And Karen wrote, Got this game 15 plus years ago in a box of cornflakes. Went back later and bought 10 more boxes of cornflakes. Have been addicted to cornflakes ever since cornflakes. <laughs> so, you know, apparently Roller Coaster Tycoon started one gamer's obsession with cornflakes. I, I hope you broke that obsession, Karen. I really do. But the point no. is Go ahead. I, I
1: just looking, I found that Toy Story 2 was apparently one of them, and I'm wondering if that's how I got it. Because I remember playing that game a lot.
0: There were a ton of games that used to come in cereal boxes uh, beside these roller coaster tycoons. Backyard Baseball at one point, Matt Hoffman's Pro BMX, Pajama Sam. Did you ever play any Pajama Sam games?
1: You know the name sounds
0: familiar but
1: I can't quite think of why like, I definitely had th- to have played it.
0: Yeah, they're kid games, they're kid games but they're past my generation so I would have never played a pajama sam. I didn't know if they were in your generation or not. So, Zoo Tycoon 2, Zoo Tycoon, Zoo Tycoon 2 came in a uh cereal box. Every board game, video game, Monopoly, and Yahtzee and 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 Sorry and everything you could think of came in there. At one point, Age of Empires Came in a cereal box. What? My absolute favorite cereal box video game that I'm sure I have laying around this house somewhere, though, is Check's Quest. Rob, have you ever, ever had the absolute pleasure of playing Check's Quest? Uh, no. No. What, what the hell is Chex Quest? Check's Quest was a PG-13 version of Doom. It was basically a first-person shooter where you were going up against... I guess they were pieces of cereal, like from Chex and other cereals. That's the only real way to put it. I had Chex Quest. It was goofy and ridiculous, and that's the best way to put it. It was a PG-13 version of Doom where you shot up cereal pieces. Wow. A game? Yeah, yeah. Back in the early time of gaming, before we had the internet like we do now... We got games on demo discs. You know, you'd buy PC Gamer magazine and it came with a demo disc. And on that demo disc was, you know, 15 different demos of the first two levels of a game. And there were so many, like, I was so excited to buy those magazines all the time and get new demos. And, and literally, I would play some demos more than I played the full game because that's all you really had access to is new stuff. You know what I mean? And so you just want to play it over and over and over again. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I definitely do remember getting some of those demo games like that.
0: You know, demos aren't as much of a thing anymore, but I think it's really funny because back then it was weird that you would play the same levels over and over and over again. But nowadays with multiplayer gaming and everything, that's all we ever do, to be honest. I mean, let's be fair. You play a game like Call of Duty or Overwatch or Rocket League or... League of Legends, and realistically all you do is play the same game level over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, but there's always going to be different situations and you'll have to react differently so I guess that's some way of changing that whereas the old games, there was one way to beat the level. You know, you might try to dance around and do something a little fancy, but at the end of the day you had to get from point A to point B and kill that same person in that same area to unlock that same whatever.
0: Very true, very true. I would argue the same thing. I think multiplayer gaming is very different because every time you're against new players and you're right, different circumstances and everything. But I, I I still find a little bit of irony in the fact that we used to once upon a time we did it, but we hated the repetition of demos, but you did it because it was fun. And we still like repetition. Repetition's a good thing now. Repetition means practice. Repetition means repetition means getting better you know, in competitive gaming, and a lot of gaming nowadays is incredibly competitive. Very true. Very, very true. You know, Rob, before we move on, do you have anything to add on the nostalgic aspect of Roller Coaster Tycoon?
1: And nothing that pops to mind. I think I've talked most about what uh, the
0: nostalgia that I felt in the game. Well, that's not very nostalgic now, is it?
1: I mean, when all you did was build giant roller coasters and make the ground very flat, there's only so much to remember.
0: <laughs> very, very true. Guys, on that note, I think that's a good place to take a break. We're going to take a few moments to pedal our wares to you. So sit right there and we'll be back in just a moment as we continue this trip down memory card lane. Hey, we just want to take a moment to say thank you. Whether or not you're a new listener, or you've been here since the beginning, we appreciate you taking the time to join us as we talk about our love of classic video games. If you haven't done so yet, please take a moment to rate us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts, and as always, you can find out more information and reach us in other ways on our website at www.memorycardlay.com. Let's get back to the show. All right, we are back. Welcome back as we continue this trip down memory card lane. And today we are talking about Roller Coaster Tycoon 2 and 1 and whatever the hell we want to talk about, because that's what we do here on this podcast. I would like to return to the wisdom of official A.A. Ron. A.A. Ron, in his quote about nostalgia, elaborated. In that, he says, this game allows you to build rides, session stands, hire staff, assign prices for your rides, measure popularity, by marketing campaigns, you name it. And it's all really easy to do while feeling really rewarding in the process. Now, Rob, that is a lot of stuff to do, is it not?
1: That sounds like more than I do at work.
0: And that's my point. This game as a management simulator is a game that you have to work in. So what makes working while playing a video game fun?
1: I mean, I personally think that an aspect of it could be that there's no risk involved. When there's no risk involved, it's a lot easier for you to break from the anxiety that you feel at all times while you're going about these activities you're not worrying about what will happen if you mess up because you can just reload from a previous save or just start over it's not so easy to do that in life
0: well it's funny you should say that because while doing research I came across a Eurogamer article about why video games are fun in which the article and I quote says the attraction to playing video games and what makes them fun is that it gives people the chance to think about a role that they would ideally like to take and then gives them a chance to play that role, which I think fits right into what you were saying just fine, right? It's a chance to try something different, but it takes the risk of trying something different away. You may want to be a theme park manager, but you don't want to quit your job making good money and paying the bills for your family to go run Disney World, do you? Uh, That's a bad example. I would really like to run Disney World, frankly.
1: Yeah, that would be pretty dope.
0: Cedar Point, maybe? What about Michigan... What about Michigan's Wonderland? Who in their right mind wants to run Michigan's Wonderland?
1: What the hell is Michigan's Wonderland?
0: Don't we have a Michigan's Wonderland on the west side of the state? Thank you, Michigan Adventure. I don't know. I haven't lived there in like eight years, I think.
1: I mean, it's been that long since I've been to Michigan Adventure, but I still
0: know what it's called. (laughs) Canada's Wonderland? Isn't there a Canada's Wonderland just outside of Toronto? I don't know the answer to that one. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I guess the question is, do we really want to be a theme park manager?
1: I mean, uh, I think it would be rewarding, but at the same time, it would be a lot of stress. And it may, it will definitely not be for every
0: person. True. Very true.
1: But the same could be said about this game.
0: I think there's a lot of depth to this game. I really like management simulators. I play more of them than I care to admit in all sorts of different genres. I don't know why I like them. I I I I work doing management, and I don't know why I like to come home and continue to do management. Uh, maybe you're right. Maybe it's because the stress isn't there, but I, I I'm not sure.
1: Well, you can also you know berate and fire and torture your employees all you want in video games. If you do that at your daily job, you're probably going to get arrested. <laughs>
0: What are some other games that kind of lean into this concept of working that you're familiar with?
1: Well, a couple that come to mind uh, would be a couple that come to mind would definitely be a lot of the simulator games, such as Mechanic Simulator and PC Building Simulator. I have played both of those to some extent, and would agree that they're another one of those working games. Yeah, except...
0: uh, Except, like, it's doing the work without doing the work in those. Because, like, Mechanic Simulator, you and I both know our way around a car, and what makes Mechanic Simulator kind of fun is that I don't have to actually get my hands all scratched up and cut and battered and bruised to make money in that game.
1: You know, that's fair as well. That is a good point. Well, then, another game, you could definitely consider Flight Simulator work. I mean, you're flying a plane while... You obviously don't have the fear of crashing in real life because it's just a game. You're still having to, if you're trying to fly correctly, adjust your altitude, be responding to radio troll, maintaining throttle, maintaining your pitch and your yaw. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it. So it's definitely, you know, flying in and of itself is work.
0: You know, that's a good point. I think Flight Sim is for a lot of people a chance to do something that we're not gonna do in real life. So me, for instance, I can't stand heights. I don't mind planes, but I don't know if I trust myself up there enough to ever be in control of one. But I love flight simulator. I, I think it's a very fun way to get up there. And I don't obviously don't have any of that sense of vertigo, you know, or the the of heights doesn't play into it at all. When I'm playing flight simulator, and you get to do stupid stuff in airplanes without the risk of killing people, like doing a barrel roll in a 747, that's
1: <laughs> fun. Which they do it surprisingly well. I've learned it's they, actually they, kind of impressive.
0: Yeah, they do. I don't. I don't really know how you don't tear the wings off when you try it in the game, but it, it's possible.
1: I mean, there's a ton of structural integrity for for those passenger planes. I mean, I guess it could be possible, but I've also never done any of the analysis on a jet. So uh, hit me up with those schematics. <laughs> Just kidding, yeah. don't. That sounds very, very no. wrong to ask. Yeah,
0: well, I don't know. You're an I say engineer. stop listening. You're an engineer. You love schematics.
1: I mean, to be fair, it would be totally cool to get some kind of schematic for a jet that's uh, like a VTOL, uh, vertical takeoff or landing, and using that as the basis for a Starfighter replica.
0: Very true. Very true.
1: Now that would be dope. So someone can <laughs> hook me up with that. and We want to get a production team together. Hit me up. I'm down to make some uh, replica starfighters that actually fly.
0: On the same topic, what about like the zoo tycoon games or Planet Zoo? Do we really want to be zoo managers or zoo? Who are the people? Caretakers? Animal caretakers? Is that what they're called nowadays? Zookeeper? Zookeeper. Haven't thank you, you
1: seen the name? Haven't you seen Kevin James' movie about such a namesake? Come isn't on.
0: That, isn't that called We Bought a Zoo?
1: No. No, what what are you talking about? I'm talking about Zooker.
0: Isn't there a movie called We Bought a Zoo? I think it's got Matt Damon in it.
1: Well, yeah, but I'm talking about Kevin James.
0: Ugh. Kevin James is Paul Blart's mall cop. That's it. That's all I know I'm in. Wasn't he in some Wait. TV show for a while, too?
1: Uh, he was King of Queens. King of Queens, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm not wrong. Queens.
0: Kevin James is Paul Blart mall cop.
1: No, you are correct. But you're telling me that you don't remember the movie in which him and Adam Sandler were a gay couple? I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry.
0: I do not remember that movie at all. To be honest with you, it's a good movie. It was a good movie.
1: I enjoyed it. It was it was quite a good laugh.
0: I have to check that out. Chuck and Larry. Got it. Got it. Got it. I guess that doesn't answer the question though. <laughs> did did he no? Make I mean, it, personally, did he, did he make it look fun after Kevin James? Do you want to be a zookeeper?
1: I mean, after watching Kevin James, I I think it might be a little fun, but I also, you know, think that that's a little not real. So I do think it would be kind of interesting to be around all of the exotic animals and everything. Although I think that with what comes with that, that it could be a bit daunting. I mean, obviously in life you want to succeed and you want to do better and to do so you have to take risks. But I feel like at this point, running an entire zoo is not the right call maybe running like a petting zoo
0: well on that topic since we're talking about exotic animals what about after watching tiger king and watching joe exotic do you want to be a zookeeper now
1: admittedly i've never seen that seriously seriously
0: you've never sat down and watched tiger king i have not how did that fall off your radar how, how did you miss that
1: It's not that I missed it. It just never really had much interest in it.
0: That was one of the greatest things to come out of the pandemic. I mean, and I heard
1: that it was great just because it, it would never have made it if it weren't for the pandemic. People were just at home bored and it was interesting because it was something new.
0: Nah, I would argue that that's why I turned it on. But that's not what kept me watching. I mean, it may have caught my attention because I had nothing better to do. But if it was boring, and trust me, there are lots of boring things on Netflix that I've started one episode of and never gone back to ever again. If it was boring, I would have never watched the whole thing. But that was that was absolutely worth a watch. Oh, my God, was it worth a watch? I'm I'm a little shocked right now. Really, I'm surprised.
1: Well, much like my game log, I'll add it, but it'll probably be a while till I get to it.
0: You're going to start that thing, and you're going to be like, Tiger King, and you're going to get through one episode, and you're going to be like, what the fuck? What the fuck did I just start? I- <laughs> oh, man, there's so many memes for it. And all I can remember is one of them started out like, you don't know what Tiger King is? Well, buckle up, fucksticks, because you're in for a wild ride. <laughs> It was so ridiculous. It is asinine. Oh, my God. Oh. All right. Well, I guess we've established that zookeeping is not what you want to do with your time. What about game development? You know, we got games like Game Dev Tycoon. You ever played any of those?
1: I have not, although I have watched a couple of Let's Plays on YouTube of them.
0: I would argue it's nothing like making an actual uh, game. Making an actual game sucks. Trust me, I've tried a bunch of times. I'm I'm a mediocre programmer at best. But playing game dev tycoon, you're like, I want to make a PC game. I want it to be graphic instead of uh, story based. I I want to use this uh, engine, and I need it done in this amount of time, and and that's it. Then you just wait that amount of time. It's not that complex. So
1: no, well, that's then... exactly how game development
0: is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess if you're in charge. Well, then let me ask you this on the subject of gaming. You have been playing a lot of Satisfactory lately, have you not? Uh, I definitely have. So Satisfactory is a game about building factories, correct? And
1: transportation, and, you know... It's a logistics cool simulator. It's a logistics simulator, yes.
0: Why is it fun to you? Isn't that work?
1: Uh, I think that it's fun to me because it requires more thought. It requires critical thinking if you want to truly be efficient. And it's also uh, very aesthetically pleasing if you are the kind of person who takes the time to build a factory proper and not just with a bunch of stuff all over the place if you're like me and kind of like everything a certain way then you're creating a literal factory and putting down the foundations and making everything lined up in a certain way so it just it's kind of aesthetically pleasing in that aspect. Among the fact that it requires me to do slightly more critical thinking, it's just it's kind of enjoyable once in a while to have to put that kind of extra thought into it, and not just mindlessly go from point A to point B a hundred times.
0: Yeah, I would also argue that if Satisfactory was and other logistics simulators like Rimworld, for instance, or Infinifactory, if they were solely just factory-making games, they would be boring as hell. But each of them has cleverly uh, inserted a gaming aspect in different ways. Like in RimWorld, you're, you're you're building up your factory, but you're also like, is it no Factorio? It's Factorio. Um, so you're also kind of building up to fight back against uh, to fight back against aliens coming after you. I guess is is what words I'm looking for. Satisfactory, so you're on an alien planet, right? An alien planet, planet, and you have to you have to explore the alien planet, and you have to research things in the alien planet, and you know take resources from this alien planet, and then send them back to space to you know get more things. I guess the point is, is I don't think the gameplay loop, of satisfactory would be nearly as much fun if it wasn't set where it was set. If it was literally just on planet Earth, in the middle of a field somewhere, and they said, build me a factory. I don't think that that, that that would literally be working. That, that would be work to me. You know what I mean?
1: I'd expect a paycheck for that.
0: And that'll about do it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, it was about at this moment that our recording software just decided to stop listening to Rob. I mean, it's only natural. I do it sometimes myself. But I think that this is a good spot to call it for the day. You know, we had continued our conversation on Roller Coaster Tycoon with some funny anecdotes about Roller Coaster Tycoon as a murder simulator. For those of you that have played Roller Coaster Tycoon, of course, you know that you can literally build roller coasters without finishing the track and seeing them flying anywhere, as well as finding devious ways to end the lives of your theme park visitors in other ways. If you would like to become a part of said conversation about Roller Coaster Tycoon as a murder simulator, come and join us on our Discord. If you go to our website, uh, www.memorycardlane.com, you can find a bunch of fun stuff, including links to join our Discord and become part of the conversation. Also, on our website, you'll find past episodes. You'll find little blurbs about Rob and I. You'll find a link to our Patreon. So... If you'd like to converse with us otherwise and you visit us at www.memorycardlane.com you will find links to us on social media. I am on Twitter, Rob is on Twitch and you will find links to join us on those platforms on our website at memorycardlane.com. This has been a bit of a shorter episode because of a technical snafu, but hey, that happens sometimes. Next week we're going to be taking a look at Borderlands, one of our absolute favorite series of all times and I've got some really great things to talk about for Borderlands and so I hope you'll join us again next week as we take another trip down memory currently.